Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Off the Bounce. This is the NBA podcast that you did not know you needed in your life. I'm your host, Kajan, and as always, I'm joined by Vic Nash. Hey, hey. And Nissan. What's going on, folks? You know what? Here's your fun fact. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. We're going to actually do something a little bit differently. I actually have to go and uh, attend to some father duties right now. You guys are going to run the show. You know what, Vic Nash? I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to take that fun fact with me, spare the audience, and you know what? I'll even throw up the first topic for you guys. We need to know what are your picks for the NBA playoffs. So why don't we go ahead, start with the Eastern Conference, March Madness style. Look at the picks, make your decision, and tell us why. And with that out of the way, I'm leaving. (laughs) So we got our one seed and our eight seed, Milwaukee versus, versus Detroit. What what do you think is gonna happen? Let's let's keep it real. Keep it straight. Milwaukee is gonna they're gonna win it. It might be four one. I feel like Detroit will take at least one game. Um, both teams a little bit injured, especially Milwaukee with Brogdon. You got Miritich out, Brooke Lopez as well, and you got Blake Griffin hobbling on one leg, like Casey said, and kind of ran him to the ground almost this entire season. So I mean, I'm not gonna be surprised if they sweep. Um, but yeah, I, I my prediction is going four one. You're you're giving them four one. I'm giving them four nil. I think Milwaukee's going to come. Milwaukee, Giannis, straight out of the gate, man. I think he's he's MVP caliber. He's the best player in this series. And more often than not, you got to ride with the best player in the series, and that's Giannis. That's LeBron level talent. And I still think that beyond um, losing, like you know, having Brook Lopez a little bit injured, having you know Malcolm Brogdon a little bit injured. I still and having Paul Gasol a little bit injured. Like I still think Milwaukee is by far much better than um, than Detroit. I think Andre Drummond though is gonna have a good series. He's gonna have his twenty twenty you know? game. You know he might he might have one of those. I I still don't think that's enough. I still think Milwaukee and Giannis are just gonna come straight out of the gate and just deal deal the hay, deal the haymaker, set the tone in game one, and then just. Slowly killed him. Well, it is the best player wins, and clearly the Bucks have the MVP on their team. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, it'd be interesting for the sweep, but I think I I, I don't know. I feel like Detroit might take one. I think so. You're calling. F- I'm calling four one. You know what? Pull out the commissioner's book. Dust that off. It's been a while. You know what? It's been a while. Let's 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 write let's these picks down. Let's, let's put these, these in. Down. Moving on, we got the Toronto Raptors and Orlando Magic. Ooh. <laughs> You gotta really play. like Kawhi's laughing. You gotta play that. You gotta play that all the time. You gotta play it. How do you feel about the Raptors, man? I feel good. So we just heard that OG is gonna be out two weeks, but um, regardless or not, I feel like he's been a little bit out of the rotation throughout the season. You know, he had his family issues, he had his concussion, and I find that he didn't really find his role yet. And you know, there's some people tweeting that you know what, this might be a big loss for Toronto. But again, we all know when playoffs comes around. The tighter rotation, you get to like the eight, nine man rotation, right? No more uh, load management, none of that stuff. So we're going to see, you know, I'm excited to see playoff Kawhi activated. You know what I'm more excited to see? I need to see Kyle Lowry because like Kyle Lowry just had his press conference and Kyle Lowry just said, my job is no longer to go out and score 20 points a night in these playoff games. My job is to come out with energy, set the tone in terms of defense, sort of playmaking, rally the team around me. You know what? He is so right. Now that we don't have to trust Kyle Lowry to go out and get us 20, a six-foot point guard does not have to go out and drop 20, drop 20 for us. We got Kawhi Leonard. We got Danny Green. We got Pascal Siakam. 
Well, right? if you think about it, you compare this team to what we had last year. You know, teams can game plan for us. You know, we really had just Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan running the show. And once you take them out of the equation, who else is there? And you're right. Like you mentioned, we have these new additions to the team with yeah. Danny Green. And we have, diff- we have different looks. We have different looks, different lineups. And I, I find that Nick Nurse, you know, has the right pieces in place. I mean, yeah, Orlando has been good in the, la- in the second half of the season. You know, eighth best defense. And they do have, I don't, I don't want to say they have their number for Siakam. Um, I just find that they have the length, but let's be real. Orlando Magic, they're a bunch of babies right now. You know, we've uh, we're more tenured, we're more veterans, but still, I they got an all star center. I- I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm, Listen, I'm giving Vucevic. He, um, he's he's gonna get his own. He's he's definitely gonna be there, but I think that's why we have Marcus Gasol. So we could throw Marcus Gasol at him. We could throw Serge Ibaka at him. We could, heck, we could even throw Pascal Siakam at him. I still think though, like. Orlando's going to play hard. DJ Augustine, solid NBA vet who's been around, but definitely played in some, some playoff games. I, st- I think I want the sweep. I'm going with the 4-1. Listen, Vucevic barely cracked an all-star voting. Like he, I feel like he just made it just because the East is so weak and there's no depth there, first of all. Put some respect and on the man. did you just say name. DJ Augustine? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? You really said DJ Augustine. Hey. He's he, he's he's not he's not a sexy name. He's not a crazy player, but he's he's a no. solid NBA. If you're if you're, vet no. who's playing well, Terrence Ross has been on fire lately, and Terrence Ross has that playoff experience with the Raptors. So I genuinely think that hey, they might play hard and they might make it happen. If we lose one game at Orlando, it's not because Orlando's better than us. I'm just gonna end it off there. Then what? Then what, why are we losing the game? It, I mean. Whether the shots don't fall. I, I mean, the thing, listen, I don't see us losing one game. Reason being, because now, now looking at the schedule, we have a two-day break between games. So they're playing on the third day. So there's not going to be any of that load management stuff going on with Kawhi. He's going to be playing at least 40 minutes, depending on if we're blowing them out or not. And as of late, or sorry, when you look at the, like the series against Orlando throughout the season, yeah, we split the series with them. You got to keep in mind, though, one of the games Kyle Lowry was out, another game uh, Kawhi Leonard was out, and then another game we didn't have Marcus Gasol or Jeremy Lin. Not saying Jeremy Lin, you know, a big difference or not, but the last game we played, if you kind of dissect that last game where we had everybody at full strength, we obliterated them. Like, we, we took them back out, like, out of the arena. Like, you watched that game. I know you yeah, watched yeah, that game. Yeah. Come on. If you look at that, and now you're just taking a regular season game. And now, as you can, you know, if you want to refer back to Kawhi Leonard, lacing them up for the playoffs, game over. I think it's going to be a sweep. So you're calling playoff Kawhi. Playoff Kawhi. Zero dark, two, or seven. Two, Two. Right? He's number two. Seven's Kyle yeah. Lowry. Yeah. Zero dark, two, activated. Yeah. All it's right. activated. <laughs> Dude, chill on the laugh. <laughs> Moving on. We got Philadelphia and the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh. So... I mean, this is going to be kind of a fun series because you got Joel Embiid, who's a little injured. You got D'Angelo Russell playing outstanding and literally willing them into the playoffs. What's your prediction? I mean, want me to tell you my prediction? My prediction, yeah. I think it's going to be, I want to say a six-game series, and Philly ekes it out. Ooh, you're taking six Philly, games? Philly wins in six. You're going to see, so you're giving the Brooklyn Nets the dumpster fire. I remember this vividly because last season, on one of our first shows... Gadget referred to the Brooklyn Nets as the dumpster fire Nets. <laughs> so you're going to give the dumpster fire Nets 
two games yeah on the process on the process that's on the com- process. that is supposedly is, complete yeah this is this is what i think is going to happen i think it's going to be 4-1 i think brooklyn is going to play hard in brooklyn i think they're going to i think it's going to be close games the entire way because we don't have a Joel Embiid someone who can really dominate the series but Philadelphia has the better team through and through. The most interesting player in this series is not D'Angelo Russell. It's actually Ben Simmons, right? Because with Joel Embiid out, what does that give you in terms of um, as an as like a like another scorer? Ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons can't you you can't just rely on Joel Embiid to get you know that like twenty five to thirty points and then have have Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris kind of pitch in with their twenties, right? That that scoring, that scoring, that paint presence and everything that has to come that has to come from somewhere else. Ben Simmons is good defensively, but can he create his own offense? And here's here's my thing. How are you going to get Jared Allen out of the paint? And I really think that, you know, Brett Brown. Has more playoff experience and he's going to find a way to kind of tweak with this to tweak this lineup a bit so that, you know, Ben Simmons can attack the attack the basketball because that's where Ben Simmons is at his best. Ben Simmons can't shoot, and that's not going to help them at all. Is it, wait, hold on. Is it confirmed that Joel Embiid's out this entire series, or he's going to be out maybe a um, couple games? His his status is unknown right it's now, unknown. so we're assuming that he's not good for game. So one. assuming he's not good to for to play, maybe game one or even game two. I wouldn't be surprised if they take one at home. I mean, in Philly, because oh, whoa, you're giving them one in Philly. Let's think. Let's look at it like this. You look at their you look at their style of play. And it's been like, hey, let's maintain, you know, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, even Jimmy Butler, get your points, Ben Simmons, get your points. But when it's a close game, we all know who it's going to. It's going to Jimmy Butler. Like, and if you shut that out, Ben Simmons, we know he can't shoot, which means no one's going to guard him, which means you just double up Tobias, you double up Jimmy, or you double up Joel Embiid if he's on the court. So I find that... It might be a little bit easier to game plan against that because you know what their tendencies are. And another thing is they don't have a deep bench to rely on either, which is going to hurt them. You know what? You've actually made me rethink this. We're thinking about Brooklyn's depth versus Philly's depth, right? We got got six-man-of-the-year candidates, Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the bench. Yeah. Right? We have Damari Carroll, who's great. We have Jared Dudley, who's solid. We have Joe Harris, right? Three-point champ. Yeah. Like, I know that the lineups tighten up, but this might be a series where you might not see, you know, tighter lineups, right? It's just we a solid had, Brooklyn. And you know, Brooklyn's but, just a hype squad. I mean, I watch a few of their are, games. Are you, are, are, you, are you in the locker room recording D'Angelo Russell while he's confessing things he shouldn't be maybe, confessing Maybe, maybe. But they're just You're hyped. caught up in the hype They're Brooklyn just kind of right hyped now. to watch. I mean, they're literally cheer, they're like cheerleaders on the bench, man. And, like, when you're surrounded by that kind of positivity, I mean... Why wouldn't you want to just and you know what travel time is short too. Let's put that in, let's put that into a factor too. Traveling between Brooklyn and Philly, throw that in there. You know you what? Might, you, you might even get some Brooklyn folks. You know in what? There. I think I think I gotta agree. I think I think four two is not out of the question. Yeah. I think four two is not out of the question, but that's pending Joel Embiid's injury. Pending, yeah. So you know what? Because are we both agreeing on four two? Yeah, I agree on four two. I agree on four. All right, I'm I'm gonna put that in. All right, let's write that down. Moving on. So we got. Oh, this is it. this is the interesting one. I think. Boston Celtics, your number four versus the number five Indiana Pacers, who do not have Victor Oladipo. So this is interesting because I don't know what the Celtics were at the beginning of the year 
midway through the year, and even right now before the playoffs. I don't know who they are, what they do, or what, like, I don't know anything about them because I feel like it's just like a whole bunch of confusion going on in there. Yo, at one point, they looked like the dumpster fire nets. <laughs> by the way, by the way they played, at one point they looked they they were they were they went into Golden State and they demolished Golden State, right? And I was like, "Yo, did this team finally get it together? Is there someone that could take down Goliath?" And then they're back to normal. And then Kyrie it, goes, "You know what? Nobody nobody really wants it. Shit talks to coach." Shit talks to everyone else. Marcus Smart's like, nobody's happy. And I'm like, dude, what is happening? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on. If, if anyone's going to do it and take them out of the playoffs, it would be Indiana because they are a rough and tough team. And I find that even they play though hard. they, they play, play hard. hard, you know, and they're like, and again, I feel like I say this every year, but they're like the dark, ho- dark horse in the Eastern Conference that you, wa- you want to avoid. I, here's my thing with Victor Oladipo, I would give. Indiana a fighting chance because last year that very same squad took the LeBron Cavs to get to game seven. Yeah. The Raps got swept. The Raps were the number one seed in the East. That's on top. And about they that. got swept. That's on top. But the, the Pacers took them to seven games. And here's, here's my problem though. The playoffs is a whole different story. And I like for some, for some reason, I really feel that this team is going to get it together in the playoffs. You right. think the Celtics might I, get I it think together? the Celtics like are like, yo, we made it to the playoffs, fresh start. I think this is the thing. The injury bug has never or not not has never. We have yet to see the injury bug um be a be a setback mm-hmm. for the Celtics right. versus a blessing because the Celtics are so deep, right? That when one person gets injured, that automatically gives the green light for another person, right? Marcus Smart has that oblique injury. Marcus Smart is probably is he's out. He's he's missing the whole series yeah, for he, sure. Well, no, he's out for the playoffs. Oh, okay. So they say. So, I mean, unless it changes, you, you, never, you never you never know. For now, we'll just say he's out for the series, right? Who does that give the green light for? Jalen Brown, who got relegated to the bench, gets that opportunity at starting two guard, right? beside Kyrie or Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier automatically gets way more minutes off the bench. And Terry Rozier is someone that loves to shoot. Mm-hmm. Jalen Rose, I mean, sorry, Jalen Brown is someone that can defend multiple positions, that can get you a bucket, can spot up, shoot, spread the floor. I really think with these plus minutes that the Celtics are definitely going to take advantage of that. And hey, they don't have size on the Pacers, so... I, but I still really think the, that you know. So what's your what's your what's your prediction? What's it gonna end in? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Oh, this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be tough. I'm gonna go for four one four one Celtics four one Celtics. I'm gonna go off on a limb here. I think it's gonna go to game seven. I think Indiana is actually gonna get a get the win in Boston. So you're calling Indiana winning this year? No, no, no. I just said Indiana is gonna get a win in Boston. Yeah. Either game one or game two. And Celtics are going to put it together, but they're going to end up playing seven games and they're going to win in Boston. Boston's going to win. So 4-3. Write that down. Ooh. I know. A little cheeky, I know. It's game seven, baby. It's game seven. All right, moving over to the West. We got the Golden State Warriors, number one seed, facing your eight seed LA Clippers. 
This is gonna yeah, be kinda, are we really even gonna talk about the series? Gonna, I mean, it's gonna be a little feisty, but yeah, let's not talk too much about it. Listen, the only thing I'm gonna, the only prediction that I'm gonna care about the series is: is Patrick Beverly going to injure Steph Curry or not? Right. I, I see it happening. I th- yeah. I think in game one, in about thirty seconds into the game, he's gonna dive into his ankles. So you can note that down as well. But it's gonna end in a four zero sweep for the for the Warriors. We're both calling the sweep. I call Let's it the sweep. Move on. Let's move on. Um, this is an interesting one. You got the Denver Nuggets and San Antonio Spurs, the two seed versus Ooh. the seven seed. Yo, I, I'm never counting out pop a pop team. No, that's I mean that's exactly my thought. I don't especially against a D'Antoni team. Dan- pop D'Antoni team. Uh, we're the, facing Denver, dude. Oh, sorry, Denver. Come on, sorry, Come Denver. On. You all right? Yeah. All right. So I mean, I think San Antonio. Like the thing with San Antonio is you have Greg Popovich. You had you have these veteran players versus. Denver, who really has one all-star, I mean, borderline superstar, you can say, but not enough playoff experience. And a coach with not that much playoff experience either. Like, they're still young. What I do like is they have Jamal Murray, who's not afraid of the spotlight. Like, he's not afraid to take that shot. He's not afraid of those big moments. And we've seen that throughout the regular season. We've seen that in previous playoffs. But I still think they're not, they don't have enough experience to beat the Spurs. And I feel like it's going to come down to a coaching. Like, who's the better coach at this point? And I think Popovich m- might eke out the win. You really think so? But I, yeah. Denver, right? Denver might Convince you. me wrong. Convince me wrong right now. Okay. We're about to, we're about to, we're about to play. We're about to play right okay. now. Okay. Right? Denver has been one of the best home teams in the league. One of the worst road teams, but one of the best home teams. So... With that home court advantage, I really think, obviously, I'm not counting out Pop. Pop is going to demolish um, Mike Malone when it comes to coaching. But I really think that the youth of Denver, um, combined with at that center position, I think Nikola, I think Jokic is much better than Jakob Pertl, right? <laughs> so, but he, uh, so I, I, I really think that you know, that's going to help. And oh, this, is, this is a tough one. I, I can see this one. This is one of those series that I have marked as like, you never know what's going to happen. And I feel like Pop is going to push that team up until game seven, but I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking Denver. You're thinking Denver? It, like, the only reason I feel like it's a... I'll be honest. I'm kind of torn about this. Like, I feel like, I mean, I'm going in with, like, the better coach, really. Like, who has the best player? Yeah, Denver. But, I mean, you game plan for that, uh, you kind of take them out of the equation, right? And in the last, let's just say, I think 10 games, Denver's, they were only like 5-5. Five and five. So, I don't know if they're like, they lost their mojo or whatnot. They had a great start in the beginning, and all of a sudden, it looks like they're kind of back down to earth. You know, because we thought, in the beginning of the season, these guys look real. These guys look like they might be able to dethrone the Warriors, and then you've seen that game against the Warriors, where the Warriors just walked them out of the arena. Listen, literally. Denver has the 8th ranked offense in the league against the 20th-ranked defense in the Spurs. Obviously, we know defense wins championships, and San Antonio's defense is not that great. And against an offensive arsenal, you know, with Jamal Murray, with Gary Harris, with, um, with Will Barton, with Nikola Jokic, with Paul Millsap, obviously, you're riding Pop's experience and even DeMar's experience. DeMar has a ton of playoff and games under his belt. And LaMarcus. But I'm re- I really think that it's going to come down to talent and I honestly believe, unless 
unless LaMarcus Aldridge can really dominate this series, which we we haven't really seen it. He's dominated as that number one option for San Antonio in the second half of the of the year. Like, let's be honest. Like, he mm-hmm. is he has been dominating, you know, on both ends of the floor for for the Spurs. But can he sustain that in a seven game series against a Denver team which has multiple people that can, you know, shine, right? And we don't, we know, we we know playoff Demar. We 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 know playoff Demar really well. Yeah. But hey, maybe a change of scenery helps him. But I really still think Denver gets it out just by the just by the just by the fact that they are all around a much better team. Even defensively, they are not as bad as the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, it's... They are the 10th-ranked defense. They are. They are. So so they're still technically top 10 in both categories. Yeah. Right? It's just, in the playoffs, we know the game slows down, and I feel like a slower game helps pop. It does help pop. I just think, like you mentioned, those other players shine within Denver, which, you know, the Spurs don't have. But the reason why they shine, the one person that gives them that sunlight or that shine is Jokic, the Joker. Like it, the offense is pretty much played all around him. He runs out offense. I mean, I just think, yeah, they might have, they have probably more weapons than the Spurs do. But again, I think it's going to come down to a coaching, like the coaching matchup. Okay. I think, I I just think Popovich is going to take Jokic out of the equation. All right. You take him out of the equation. I see it going seven games as well. So what's your final pick? Four, three for the Spurs. All right, I got 4-3 for Denver, so we finally oh, so we, disagree so we, on a series. We both see it going seven games. Yeah. Okay. All we right. finally disagree on a series. All right, all right. All right, moving on. We got the Portland Trailblazers, the number three seed, versus your sixth seed, OKC Thunder. This is probably going to be, like, the series that I watch from game one to whatever game it ends to because you got – Injured like Portland Trailblazers with no Nurkic, CJ McCollum still on the fence, and you also have Paul George coming back from like a a shoulder injury, and he's not fully hundred percent. Went from like an MVP candidate, and all of a sudden, no one knows what's going on. And you got obviously Russell Westbrook another triple double season. This is gonna be like like a real dog fight, I find. This this uh, folks, if you if you if. If you don't know which series is must-see TV, I'm pretty sure Portland versus OKC is going to be must-see TV. This is going to be must-see TV, man. And Just by the sole matchup of Damian Lillard versus Russell Westbrook, this is going to be killer. And the thing is, is like Damian Lillard has been like called you know, underrated. He hasn't been given much attention. And, you know, he, he likes playing with the chip on his shoulder. And I find that the fact that, oh, everyone's kind of counting them out because, you know, the whole use of Nurkic injury... Um, even CJ McCollum not finding his not finding his role, but he's also a little bit injured too. I think Damien is kind of like hungry for this, and I think he's kind of a little bit drooling almost. But um, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Listen, Portland, matchup. like Portland is a, has been the three seed for two consecutive seasons. So hey, we're not disrespecting Portland, but if we're thinking about you know what what potential, um, which is the most vulnerable top seeded team in either of the East or West, like. The easy pick is Portland, right? CJ's yeah. not healthy. Nurkic is gone. Um, the most important player in this series is Damian Lillard. You think so? The most important player in this series is Damian Lillard because, because he does the most 
he has to do everything for the Blazers. Without him, there is no offense creating. Like th- this is th- like like this is the problem. When you have Russell Westbrook, who's the point guard, who can create for everyone else and create a shot on his own, and you have Paul George, who's a MVP caliber wing, who can create on his own and create for others too. Against Damian Lillard, who can create on his own, create for for everyone else, that's two on one. You have multiple options there. Whereas in Portland, who do you have? Zach Collins? No, sorry. Uh, yeah, Zach Collins and Anis Cantor right now, right? Can Alfaruka Minu create his own shot? No. Can Mo Harkless create their own shot? No. They have wing players who cannot create offense on their own. They need it to be created for, and that means you're gonna see Damian Lillard. Probably play the entire game like a LeBron James type, like a James Harden type. It'll, it'll and happen. I don't know if Damian Lillard can carry a team like that, like a team with two of his top three players injured. Yeah. Right? I don't know if Damian Lillard's carrying that. And if I'm, like, as we've seen the Thunder love to do, they go out of their way to find Damian Lillard when he's playing defense yeah. because he is undersized and Russell Westbrook loves to go at it. Yeah. So I really think this is OKC's, even though OKC is the sixth seed, I really think this is OKC's to lose. Really? Right. Yeah. I yeah. really think like, I they, think the key player in this series is going to be Paul George. Cause we don't know what's going on with him. Like he, he, he went from being in the top three MVP candidates and after the shoulder injury, it really took him, it took him a step back. And we already know what Russell, Russell Westbrook's going to come to the table with. Paul George is your key. Like, if you can, if he, if he doesn't have his touch, if he's not shooting, I mean, what do you really have in OKC? Yeah, that's true. Right? You got Russell Westbrook who's going to be jacking up shots. And again, no knock against him. Like, he plays like a dog and, you know, he has that tenacity again, like with him. But I think Paul George, if he doesn't have it on, like, Portland can give them some trouble. And I, and I see it going a lo- like being a long series. I would love for it to be a long series, but I honestly don't even see it being a long series. I want, I think. I can see OK. I can see, I can see OKC just coming out and hitting them. Let's put our predictions down. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with the. I'm going with four one OKC man. Wow. Four one OKC. Four one OKC. Four one OKC. Wow. So you think Portland's gonna win one game? Only one game. Yep. I'm gonna do four two. Ooh. For, that's that's not, uh, for OKC. All right, all right. Four two for OKC. Don't try to switch it up now for yourself. I see what you're doing there. I see you writing on the commissioner's book. <laughs> Moving on. We got the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz. The four and fifth seed. You uh Houston with home court. Yo, I I feel so bad for Houston right now. Really? Yeah. I mean OKC has it nice because OKC is gonna be Facing them in facing Golden State potentially in the conference finals, right? Yeah. But assuming Houston makes it past Utah, they gotta face Golden State next. I like that for the Houston Rockets, actually. Why do you like that for the Houston Rockets? So let me tell you this. We all know Chris Paul is an amazing player, amazing point guard, probably future Hall of Famer, maybe. Um, whether he ring- wins a ring or not. But we also know what comes with that. And that's the big list of injury and how injury prone he is. And referring back to last playoffs, you know, he gave it his all. And what happened? Blew his hamstring. Out for game seven. Could have potentially knocked out the Golden State Warriors and gone to the finals. 
the fact that they're seeing them in the second round, you're going to have a much healthier CP3 who will be able to go hard. And you know what? Give Golden State a run for their money. Yo, I honestly think Houston felt that if Chris Paul was healthy, they would have they won that game seven. And I still think that they believe, even without Chris Paul, that they should have won that game seven. They do. Yeah. And they were I, up. They with, were up by they were up by twenty eight at one point in that with game. With that mindset, and now that they're facing them a round earlier, I think they're like beyond confident and like, you know what? We can do this because one, we're healthy. Two, we faced them before. We know what's up with them. Oh, we do know what's up with them too. But remember that regular season matchup without Kevin Durant in Houston. That was a statement game. Golden State, we know they get up for statement games. Yeah. Right. And now they're looking at, you know, trying to get through this Utah team, first of all, like let alone Golden State, getting through Utah without Trevor Ariza, without Luke Mbambute. Donovan Mitchell's been playing pretty well. So let's talk Don't, about that. Like, what do you think is going to happen? How do you, how far, how far do you think Utah will? This, this is another interesting series. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Defensively, I think Utah's going to, Utah's really good. This series, like, Man, this is a tough one because Utah goes as far as Donovan Mitchell goes in creating that offense. Houston goes as far as either Chris Paul or James Harden. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, I I see this going seven games again. You see this going seven I games? I see this going seven you, games. You, did you hear about the news, the breaking news? What's the breaking news? Utah Jazz hired a new defensive coach. You Who? didn't hear about that? No. You didn't hear? No. Dude, it was on Twitter Who all day. It? Patrick Beverly. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You didn't see? Yo. So Patrick, for those folks that don't know, Patrick Beverly, after they faced uh, Utah in their last game, I believe, yeah, he called over Jay Crowder and he was giving him advice on how to guard James Harden. And you know what? If Jay Crowder can take this advice and apply it to the game, because that looked like sound advice. I didn't hear the audio, but I feel like I can guard James Harden. Or maybe that's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, that's, but yo, listen, that's a stretch. It looked like sound advice, and that could be key because you don't know if. And Drake Carter is known for a good defense. He's, he's a, a good he's, de- a, he's a he's a he's a dog of a player. Yeah, he's a, he's a grit. He's very gritty, very grind. You're right. Like Donovan Mitchell is going to be like a key factor in this, but I think an, a, another key factor I would have to throw in there would be Rudy Gobert, um, Ricky Rubio, and Ingles as well. You got you need those key players because let's think about it like this: they're obviously going to you know throw the mismatch onto Rudy Gobert, and we know how he is against. But here's guards. the thing. Here's the thing. Rudy Gobert is not afraid of anybody coming to the rim. He's not. You know what I mean? I think I think I think Rudy is interesting, particularly interesting in the uh in this matchup because obviously we know Houston's gonna space the floor. Mm-hmm. But if Rudy can neutralize the rim in a sense that like, hey, James yeah. Harden, you wanna get to the rim and give me a fancy layup? Like I'm you're gonna have to meet me. Welcome to my welcome to my playground. You know what? Live and die by the three. I think Utah has a chance of making this series interesting. I still don't think that you know they're gonna they're gonna get the win they're gonna get the win, so I'm going four three for the Rockets. I really want to see this game this series. Go actually, you know what? I'm going four no, two. No, no, you can't be switching it up on the fly. You know what? what are you four picking? three, four, four three. three. All four right, three. all right. Gosh, I gotta go four two with the Rockets. That's that's my pick. I mean, yeah, you did like Rudy Gobert is a rim stopper, but. We also, I mean, I also noticed Harden added like another weapon to his arsenal, and that's that little floater he does now. And it's a high floater. If he, and I'm, he can get that over Gobert. 
I think Harden's going to do his thing. And I also feel like the officiating might rule in their favor a little bit more. Yeah, 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. I see it going. I'm, 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 I'm hoping to see. They don't I'm, want I'm a long hoping, series. Just like last year. I'm hoping to see, you know, Donovan Mitchell go off in a few games. Like, show us oh, really. Oh, yeah. He definitely Please. found like he definitely found his role now. Like I mean, we all seen like he had a rough start in the beginning of the season. He's finally. But most players out. like it's it's a known thing, you know. Like in, second in, year, dude. in 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 the second year, you usually hit that wall. There's a yeah. rookie wall, and then there's that like, oh my second season. But yo, he picked he picked it up. Yeah, and he's back to like Donovan Mitchell that everybody fell in love with in his yeah. rookie season. So I but I really think this is an interesting series. Yeah, this is really interesting. I don't think Utah's gonna make it easy. No, I don't think Utah's gonna make it easy at all, right? They've been the number one defensive team for the sec for the second half of the season, and that and their offense has improved drastically. So I I, I can see them doing some interesting things. So I'm going. I'm still going four three for the Rockets. What are you doing? I do four two for the Rockets. Now, let's end it off on a couple of notes here, or maybe just quick uh, lightning round. Let's just say. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Out of the top four seed seeded teams from the East and West, we'll pick one from each. Who do you think is the most vulnerable team? Oh, the Portland Trailblazers, hands down. Okay. Well, we did have OKC being them, so yeah. it makes sense. Uh, you got OKC. What about the East? Ooh, the East. I think there's any top four team that you could that you could somehow beat or like has a lot of holes. I'm gonna go with. Philly, because we still don't know oh. what their identity is, right? They yeah. don't have depth. They don't have much shooting. Yeah. Like, how much is Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler going to be used? How is Ben Simmons? Is he going to be neutralized? Or, like, how, how is this going to happen? Like, they're still an interesting team. Okay. Uh, I'll be quick with my picks. From the West, I'm going to pick Denver. Um, like I, I mean, I had San Antonio winning anyway, but Denver is going to be my pick. I think they're going to be most vulnerable. Um, from the East, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. I got to pick Philly, because, again, I don't know what they fully are, and Kind of easy to game, game plan against them right now. Yeah. Right? Uh, do you got the next question? Do you, want me, do you want me to help you out with this? I'll help you out with this one. So, which player do you think needs to have the most impact on their team in order to win the series? Oh, easy. Um, I think I already mentioned this before. Damian Lillard. Because he's going to have yep. to do a lot. He's going to have to carry a lot of that offensive load for the, the, for the Portland Trailblazers. And he has to guard... And he has to guard um, Russell Westbrook on defense, and they're going to go out of their way to find find Damian Lillard on defense. I think it's got to be Ben Simmons. Again, uh, questionable series because we don't know what's going on. He can't shoot, so he's going to have to figure something out, whether it's him or Brett Brown. You know what? Scratch that. Brett Brown has to be the most impactful player, coach, if that makes sense, because he's going to have to figure something out with, with Ben Simmons and his lineups, especially if Joel Embiid's out. Interesting. Yeah. I got our final question. Which series are you the most excited for out of all these series? Let's not be silly here, man. I'm from Toronto. And I'm going to game one. I'm excited for the Raptors. I'm excited to see them sweep. You want want them to sweep? Go Raps, go. Because listen, I am excited. I am ecstatic. I am literally jumping on this table and dancing right now. Just you guys can't see it. But I want to see that playoff quiet activated you know what dude i'm kind of excited for playoff Kawhi. we haven't seen playoff Kawhi. i'm since, getting jitters right now you know playoff Kawhi, where we last saw him was guarding katie clay steph and draymond all on his own and san antonio's blowing out um 
Golden State by 25 points before Zaza Pachulia, you know, cut his ankles off. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> He's a fun guy. Yo. And with that, folks, thanks for listening. Please, sure, please make sure to subscribe. Follow us. At on, The Risky Fox. At The Risky Fox. We're on every platform, aren't we? Yeah. We're Google, on Spotify, Spotify iTunes, Apple, Apple yeah. yeah. Everywhere. So follow, share, like, subscribe. And we'll be back with more in-depth analysis on the playoffs very soon. I don't know if Gadget's going to be back, though. Hopefully not. We'll kick him out. Peace, peace. See you, folks.